I think a big thing on negotiations, quite frankly, is just your confidence and the way you carry yourself. If you're confident and you carry yourself well, you're going to do a lot better job negotiating. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we've got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today, man? I'm having an awesome day today. How are you doing, Todd? I'm fantastic, as always, right? It's a beautiful day. Summer is uh, is in full gear, so it's great. And we're doing camping. We're having fun. Life is good. Great. And COVID, hey, it's just full steam ahead, right? So. Yep, it's not letting up. So the craziness. It, it was. It's funny, Matt, and not funny. Just kind of. Just like this is how my brain thinks, and apparently because when COVID started and maybe a lot of people were like me, I don't know. Maybe some people were like, this is going to last forever. But when it first started, I was like, man, things are bad right now and everybody's shutting down, but you know, a few, few weeks and you know, maybe, maybe months, but we're going to be back kind of, you know, life will be back to pretty normal. I mean, I know there's going to be some differences and whatever, but it'll be, fairly close to normal and then it like went on and it went on and now we're sitting here in august and it's like whoa it's different and i think this is going to be i think next august we're still going to be in a very similar position as we're in right now of course there's some things that you know maybe a vaccine comes maybe you know maybe uh, with all the election stuff, things change. I don't, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, but it's just wild. Like my brain did not feel like in August we would be where we're at today. I, what, what, how about you? Did you feel like that? Uh, you know, I guess I had a hope that things would ease up, but uh, you know, it's um, it is what it is. I mean, I guess so. We're just going along with it and and gotta yeah. roll with it and move on with our lives. You can't let it you know, hang you up. Yeah, you have to, you got to take uh, the good with the bad. You got to make, uh, you know, lemonade out of lemons. Right. And so there's going to be positives that come out of it. And there's, you know, every out of every negative comes more positives. And that's what you got to look at. If you look for those silver linings, if you look for those little clues that are along the way, every negative has more positives hiding within it than that whole negative combined. Like you're, there's a lot of things that are going to come out of this that are better. And so you've got to be looking for that. Like look for that pot at the end of the rainbow, right? Be, be looking, be digging. There's going to be stuff that you're going to go, wow, that's, this was, you look back and you go 2020 was an amazing year. Now I look back and I go 20, 2008. A lot of people look back at 2008 and go, that was the worst year ever, 2009, 2010, that was the worst year ever. But I look back at it and go, holy cow, those were amazing years. That's what set me up for where I'm at right now because I was looking for those little nuggets, those, that little positives out of all the negative crap that was cluttering our minds. And I was able to make 
lemonade out of the lemons. And that's what we're going to have to do right now, too. Exactly. True uh, entrepreneurs find the opportunities in any kind of challenging situation and really bring the best out of it. Yep, absolutely. Well, cool. So today, um, that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about negotiating, specifically negotiating with brokers for uh, large multifamily properties. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and look, Matt, negotiating tactics, um, those change. Those change based on the market. And so we're, we're in a very competitive market. You, you just don't have as much leverage to negotiate, right? If you're in a non-competitive market, if you're in a cycle that uh, properties are sitting for an extended period of time, sellers are fairly desperate, you've got a lot to negotiate in. So you've got to look at what your position is in the first place. I think that's really important. And you've got to look at where this property is at. And that's part about what your position is. So if it's a fully marketed property, and it's got 26 offers on it. And I was just talking with a broker yesterday. They had a fully marketed property. They had 26 offers on it. And I was going to be number 27 until I talked with the broker and he told me where the pricing was. And I said, I am one of the lower bids that you have. I'm just not going to put an LOI on there. I, I want to buy the property, but I'm not even going to be close. And, uh, and so he understood. So there was me and I'm sure several other people like me that would have put an LOI on the property, but we were just like, it's not going to work. Like I'm not going to get it. This ended up going for way over guidance pricing. And so they didn't have a lot to negotiate on, although they had some. So you still have to look at, okay, maybe I don't have a ton to negotiate, but what do I have that I can negotiate on that I want to do, have in my favor? So you still have to have to look at this. Let's, Different times call for different availability, really, to be able to negotiate. That's really important to understand, first and foremost. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, in order for somebody to do business with you, like a broker to do business with you, they have to know who you are, yeah. like you, and trust you. They have to trust, trust that you're going to... huge. Yeah, they have to trust you're going to be able to close the deal, you yeah. know, because, you know, they're looking to move the product. They're looking to move uh, the transactions with properties. And so they need to know that you can, you can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, as far as the like you goes, uh, I don't want to underplay that, but they have to not be annoyed by you. I think that's the biggest thing. Like if they, if they're like, I don't want to think this person is obnoxious. I don't want to deal with them. They're a jerk. Then it's hard to negotiate and do business with them because they just don't want to see you win. They just don't want to see you buy the property because they don't like you as a person. Like there is that emotion in that plays into this. So if they like you, if you guys go golfing, if you, you know, go have drinks with them, dinner with them, hang out with them, get to know them, know their family, like that helps a lot. That definitely gives you a leg up, but you don't even have to be that intimate with them. You, you can just have a, a relationship where you guys are, not enemies, basically. You don't not like each other. Um, so that's important. And then the trust, of course, super important. I, again, I put a, an, an LOI on a property and I was one of the lower offers and the broker called me up and he explained that to me. And he said, hey, I want you to 
take a second, look at it. I want to give you the opportunity to, to go up on it. But if you, if you can't, I'm going to tell the seller that you guys are the, my top group for buying this property because I know 100% you guys will close on it. But he said, just to, to let you know, I'm going to say that, but you're also way far off on price. And, and unfortunately, I couldn't go up nearly enough. So we ended up not getting into the, the, you know, into the final bidding because of that. But had we able to, been able to go up a little bit, we probably would have in the broker. You know, that's a negotiating piece where this broker trusts us so much. He knows we can perform. He's seen us perform in the market. And he goes to the seller and says, look, this, this offer, they're higher. But I don't know nothing about them. I don't trust that they can close. These guys, they're under you. They're under that offer. They're lower, but they will close 100%. And that's a huge negotiating tactic. So that trust is no like and trust, as you said, is really huge. Yeah. And price isn't always the biggest uh, sticking point either, you know, because, uh, you know, even if somebody offers the highest price, but they have a bunch of stipulations uh, and concessions that they're asking for and things like that, then that might not be appealing to the seller. But so even if you have a lower price, but you have all the terms that they're really wanting, they might go with that lower price with you instead of somebody who did the higher price. So recently um, I was selling a property and I had an offer from a buyer and, and they were offering me a higher price by about $20,000 than the other person that offered. And I took the $20,000 less uh, because the, the higher offer was going with a bank that I did not trust, a large national bank that I did not trust could close the deal. I, I thought they're going to drag their feet on it. They're going to lead, lead us along. And then there's a really good chance they're not going to close. And the other buyer had a local bank, smaller local bank. And I knew that that bank would be able to close on the deal. And yeah, would I have liked an extra $20,000? That, that would have sat nice. That would have looked really good in my piggy bank. But would it have ever been in my piggy bank? And that's the question you have to sometimes ask yourself. So like you said, it's not always about price. It can be about terms. It can be about lenders. It can be about just that trust. Again, it's the trust. I didn't trust that lender. And so the bank. And so I didn't want to go with the offer. Hey, I want to interrupt real quick and talk to you about the North Star Real Estate Conference virtual event. Look, this is going to be an experience. So if you wanted to take your investing to the next level, if you wanted to start investing, we're talking about cash flowing real estate at this conference. And it's a, it's more than a conference. Like I said, it's a, it's a, and it's an experience. So it's not your run of the mill webinar where you go, well, I could just listen to YouTube videos, podcasts, so on. No, we're going to actually have interactive networking. You're going to be able to network. You're going to be able to speak with the speakers. You're going to be able to network, speak with the sponsors. You're going to be in a network and speak with each other. And the idea is, look, the, the live events, the best thing, the best part is the networking. We want to bring that to the virtual experience and that's what we're doing. So my team has been putting a ton of time in to getting that together so you can have the best experience possible. And it's not just webinars. It's not just a bunch of information being thrown at you. No, this is an experience. So we've got some amazing speakers. We've got Trevor McGregor. 
We've got Brandon Turner, we've got Michael Blanc, we've got um, uh, Anna Myers, we've got myself. We've got amazing speakers, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. We get so many more. We want you to attend this event. Look, if you want success now, this is an event you have to attend. It's going to be October 23rd and 24th, a virtual event. And you can go onto our website, uh, the nreconference.com, and get your tickets. Go ahead and use the promo code DEX, D-E-X, and that'll give you a discount. Get your tickets for $97. Or if you want to do the VIP, and the VIP is an amazing experience as well, uh, that'll give you a discount as well on those tickets. So sign up now. Don't wait. Anybody who waits just ends up not taking action. People that are action takers, people that are successful, they actually get it done. And that's you. So how can you find out what sort of terms and, and points that the seller and broker, the selling broker are looking for in a specific deal? Ask. So probably in my opinion, one of the most important parts about negotiation is communication. And that leads you to understand what the seller is actually looking for, what the broker wants to see. So have that conversation. Hey, what is the seller? What are their pain points? What are they looking for? What specifically do they want to see? What do they value the most? You know, get those out in the open. So that way when they say, look, this seller wants, they're going to retire. They're set up. They're going to retire. They want certainty of closing. Okay, perfect. I know that they want certainty of closing. That might not mean they care about price or other terms as much. So maybe if I know they're retiring, maybe I can come up with even a higher price than a lot of people would do some sort of seller financing that allows me to go higher price. Maybe it's 100% seller financing. Maybe it's a seller carryback. Uh, maybe it's just an option to choose seller financing. But that gives me that option because I know, oh, they're retiring. What do retirees want? They want money today and they want money tomorrow, right? They want to have cash flow to live off of. They just don't want to deal with the crap anymore. So if I can provide them both money up front and cash flow, that might be really attractive to them. And also super certainty of closing by giving them a big earnest money check, by shortening my due diligence, by look, if we do seller financing, Mr. Seller, I can close in 45 days and I'll give you a big earnest money check right up front. You know, so some of those things are really attractive. So we have to look at, okay, what do they want? So it's communication and it's asking good questions. Those are, that's huge. Yeah. And the seller financing, then they, uh, the seller will avoid the big tax bill for capital gains as well, which is another great thing to offer. Yeah. So, so the, that's the other thing. So negotiation, the, this is, these are tactics, whether it's a hot market or a cold market, right? So communication, we've already said, um, just getting, understanding who your seller is, understanding who your broker is. So ask good detailed questions, um, building that trust. Those are really important. And then explanation is really important. Explaining who you are explaining all the details about your offer and why your offer is very strong other than price, right? Price is easy. I'm offering $3 million. 
you don't have to explain what that $3 million means. Like it's 3 million US dollars. Okay, great. I'm going to deliver it to you in hundred dollar bills. Okay. I don't care. Like, but what is it? What are the terms and what do they mean? So if I'm going to, let's go back to seller finance, because that's really easy for me to explain. Like if I'm going to explain, if I'm going to do seller financing, what does that mean to the seller? What exactly does that mean? What does it look like? I'm going to send them an amortization schedule so they can see exactly what kind of monthly payments they're going to be receiving every single month. I'm going to send them, you know, complete terms. I'm going to explain it to them, why this is safe for them to do, why they should trust me and do this, what that looks like, how we can write almost a story, like how their monthly payments, like, look, you can still receive that cash flow you've been receiving from this property, but you don't have to have any of the headache of the property anymore. Here's what it's going to look like. And we step that out. Any of this, we step out and we explain it again. And we explain us and who we are. We explain what we're going to do to the property. You know what? A lot of people care what you're going to do to the property. There's two reasons why they care. One, is because they want to know you put real thought into this purchase. That way they go, okay, he, he, she knows what they're doing, right? They have put thought into it. And with that thought, they are comfortable with this property. Number two is they like the property. They care about the property and they want to see something good happen with that property. And there's, trust me, there's still emotions that go into apartment investing. A lot of people think it's not an emotional game and it's very emotional for a lot of people, they've owned the property for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, their grandpa owned it or whatever. They want to see good things happen in the property. So they also want to know what your plan is. Explanation is really huge. Yep. And that absolutely makes sense. Cause you know, if I'm trying to sell a property and you know, you lay out all the terms and they, they really appeal to what I specifically want because you asked the broker uh, what those are, I'm going to be more than likely to sell to you uh, versus someone else. Yep. I think, uh, you know, one of the, one of the next things, uh, this is really valuable and it's hard to do in a hot market. It's hard to do right now, but creating a sense of urgency can be really valuable, um, especially in a cold market. So creating that sense of urgency. So let's, let's talk about it as a seller. Like right now, it's easy to create a sense of urgency. Look, we've got 27 offers on this property. Everybody wants this thing. If you want it, you're going to have to come with the best terms, the best price, just plain and simple, right? That's creating a sense of urgency. I'm going, holy cow, 27 people want this thing. I want it more, right? If you're a buyer, you know, right now, again, it's very hard, but that sense of urgency still can play a little bit in that factor of, look, I've got four properties I'm looking at right now. Yours is one of them. I'd like to purchase your property. I know I'm the strongest buyer, but I've got other properties I'm looking at. And if you don't want to take this offer right now, I'm going to move on to the next one. You've created a sense of urgency. Now, if it's a listed property, you might not be able to do that. You still might, because a lot of times they'll look at offers prior to call for offers. But if it's a non-listed property, you can create that sense of urgency. Now, will it work? Can't guarantee it because again, they might go, I don't really care about you. I've got five other people waiting to buy my property. So it might not work as well in a hot market. It does work in a cold market, creating that sense of urgency. Like, look, your property is just one of a million. And I'm willing to buy it at this price, but I'm also going to just walk away if you're not willing to come down. 
yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, there's, there's so many different like techniques and strategies, little, little strategies, little techniques, but I think the most important part again, to relate to everybody is the communication is, is super important. You know, getting your point across, understanding it, building those relationships, super important. Um, what's that book? Uh, there's a book. I got to think about it, Matt. It, it never really split the difference. Never split the difference by Chris, Chris Voss. Chris Voss. Super good negotiating book. It's fun. It's maybe a little more challenging to be to actually implement some of the negotiating tactics, but um, really fun book to to listen to. I think a big thing on negotiations, quite frankly, is just your confidence and the way you carry yourself. If you're confident and you carry yourself well, you're going to do a lot better job negotiating. If you try to pull the emotion out of it too, your emotion and pull their emotion into it, you're going to do a lot better job as well. So pull their emotion to it. That's part of understanding why they're selling it. You know, if they're, if they're selling it because somebody's sick or if they're selling it because they want to retire, whatever, whatever the reasoning is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the reasoning is. But if you know that, you can play that into your favor. You can help that build that relationship with them. So the more you can understand them and play into their emotions, let their emotions charge some of the negotiations and your emotions stay out of the negotiations, the better job you're going to have. That's, and, and so I think that's really important. That confidence is so important. Uh, the other thing is just, if you don't, if you come into negotiations with your, strike price in mind like and don't be emotional i see at these auctions you know i used to do a lot of these auctions and i i would sit there at these auctions and i have my strike price and i like i would be talking to people before the auctions and someone would tell me their strike price especially people that i uh, that i knew and i was like oh yeah i'm not gonna bid on that property and so what's what's your strike price on it you know what are you and they'd say, and then all of a sudden they'd be like 20, 30, 40 K over their strike price. I'm like, what are you doing? You, you said you're going to only bid a hundred grand and now you're at $130,000. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Cause you've got crazy and you decided you're just going to buy that property. and You don't care. If you're going into it with that mindset, with that strategy, you lost already. But if, if I have a strike price and I'm not going to penny over that strike price, I've got a lot better chance of getting that property for my strike price or less. And quite frankly, if I don't, I'm just going to walk away anyway, because I know there's more properties. Yes. Yeah, kind of like gambling. I think, uh, you know, some people try to chase their money that they're losing uh, at the blackjack table or something. You know, if you let your emotions wrap you in as a buyer, you're setting yourself up for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. The other thing is let them talk first. Like, again, it goes down to asking those questions. Let them, let them talk first, you know, give them your, let them give you their price. And then when they do that, you know, give them their price and, and, and then kind of chill out, kind of wait, don't, you know, don't be aggressive at talking. Right. And so, and now it's more challenging now because we can't, it's harder to sit down with sellers that a lot of sellers just don't want to, but we've got zoom. We can set up a zoom call. You can 
you know, say, look, this is where we're at. And, and you tell them why, explain it to them and just stop, right? Don't say anything more. Let them respond. They respond. There's, this is one strategy. There's many more, but they respond. And if it's not an answer you want, just sit there silently for quite a while. Let them talk again. Let them say the next word. Makes them nervous. Makes them scared, like what's going on. It's awkward. It's real awkward, but it works. So what happens then uh, after the silence when, and then they start talking? You know, it depends on the person, but sometimes they'll, they'll talk themselves down right there. Like, no, I need 4.2 million. And you just sit there and go. And then they get kind of like, oh, this is weird. And I go, look, I mean, you know, look, I could probably come down a little bit more than that. Uh, but, you know, may, may not a lot, I, but I could probably come down a little bit more. You know, just we got to work a deal that's fair to all of us. Right there, they just told you 4.2, but they also said they could come down. So that means that they're not at 4.2. Right? Now they're at 4 or 3.8 or whatever it is. So now you can come back and go, well, look. You know, 4.2, I get, I get where you're at. But, you know, I'm, unfortunately, I'm at, you know, whatever, 387. That's kind of where I'm landing at. That's it. That can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, just by doing that. There's so many other ta tactics, and we don't really have time to go through them all. I would recommend everybody listening or reading the, the book by Chris Moss, uh, Never Split the Difference. There's several other negotiating books out there, but these are just some of the basics that are going to work in every market to a varying degree, right? The, the most important part to remember is relationship building, confidence, and communication. And a book I'd recommend for getting people to know, like, and trust you would be uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic book. Love that book. It was one of my favorites, and it's got a terrible title, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I hate yeah. the title because it Me feels too. like it feels like I'm a loser. Like, how do I win <laughs> friends? Really? I'm trying, I'm trying to win friends. Yeah, really, it's just about how to treat people the way they want to be treated, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll, they'll least, like you more as a result. At least it didn't say how to pay your pay to get friends, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's another story. Yeah, cool. Um, well, anything else you want to add to negotiating with brokers? No, I think that's a bit uh, about it for today. I think you know, Matt, if if, if you're a buyer and you're going, I want to negotiate this deal. Um, I don't think it's out of character to ask the broker to set up a call to set up a zoom call or to physically meet with the seller. I think that's definitely in, in fair game. And I think that's actually very important uh, if you're able to do that because it's easy for a seller to hide behind the broker brokers are trained to negotiate. Brokers have been negotiating deals for their entire career and they're good at it. They're probably better than you at it, right? So if you can set up a meeting with the seller and the broker's probably gonna be present, but trust me, the seller is going to talk 
and not just have the broker talk. It's easier to negotiate and get a better price if the seller is involved, if the seller is a part of that negotiation. So this is especially important if you've got a, an off-market deal. Don't let the attorneys, don't let the broker be the only one ones negotiating. Be like that middleman. You're going to get the worst price doing that. You can set up a call, set up a Zoom. Zoom is the best because you can see their emotions. They can see you. They get to know you. They get to trust you. Actually, meeting face-to-face is even better. But Zoom is the next best if you can't meet face-to-face. So valuable. And I don't think people don't, aren't taking advantage of that even close to being enough. And that's even a negotiation on a fourplex, by the way, or a duplex, by the way, or is even a single family house that you want to live in. Tell the listing agent, look, we want this house, but I want to set up a meeting with the seller. Let's get a zoom chat going. And I want to talk with the seller about this house. Yeah. Because if you can, build that rapport with the seller and really get at the heart of what kind of terms and situation is important to the seller. You're going to have a lot easier time, you know, offering them what they want uh, and then getting what you want out of it too. Yep. Absolutely. So cool. Well, uh, that's all I got, man. Uh, you have a fantastic rest of the week and make every day Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, Give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.